It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked on Reds. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked on Reds podcast. It is Thursday, September 26th. It is the final day of Marty Brenneman calling games for the Cincinnati Reds. And it's a bit of a somber day. We're wondering if the Reds will give him a win. The Reds so far in this final homestand have given him exactly one win, and I don't even think he was calling that game. But uh, they fall in the first two games to the Brewers in this series, They fell quite hard on Wednesday night. I was down at the ballpark. We'll see what they can do here on Thursday. We're going to reminisce about Marty throughout the show. And then also I want to talk briefly uh, just about something that I read in Cincinnati Magazine, something that our friend Chad Dotson wrote. Uh, A lot of good thoughts there in that article. And want to talk about the development with Sonny Gray. But before we get to all of that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms that are out there. And send us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, check us out on Twitter at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. So, real quick. In case you didn't know, Wednesday night the Reds got waxed at home by the Brewers 9-2. The Brewers had six runs before the first inning was over, before the Reds even came to the plate. Tyler Malley did not look great. He was getting hit all over the place and did not last very long. He was pulled in the third inning, and it was a bullpen day on from there. Eugenio Suarez did get another home run. He inches closer to 50. He's still got a few games left. Maybe he can pass George Foster. I don't know. He's going to have to finish the season rather hot to do that. Be nice if he could, though. But overall, tough night to be down to the ballpark. It, it's always great, though. I mean, it's like I mentioned yesterday. Reds baseball is better than no Reds baseball. But the fact that that was the last night I'm going to be at the ballpark this season is a little bit of a bummer. I... Love going down to games, even if they're bad, and especially if they're good. So hopefully next year they'll be good, and everyone will be all excited for opening day and all of that good stuff. But I tell you with today, and I know I'm a little bit more somber, and the tone is a little bit lower today, just because of what it is, you know. It's, it's an emotional day. It's one of those things that I don't really think I'm comprehending it very well. The fact that he will not be, that Marty will not be the voice of the Reds after this point. He's been such an integral part. Just, I mean, 
Marty and the Reds have gone hand in hand since I've been alive. And I don't know what that's going to be like where the two are separate. And so Thursday, uh, <laughs> you know, it's nice because I, I, I have the chance to work from home on Thursdays and that's a very good thing. I don't want to be in the office uh, whenever this game goes down here. Final businessman special, final home game of the season for the Reds. If you are lucky enough to have the opportunity to go down, make sure you're one of the first 20,000. An amazing giveaway opportunity to the first 20,000 fans at the ballpark today. You get a free transistor radio. And they said that it will even be tuned to the broadcast with no delay. So you'll be able to sit there and listen to the game while you watch. Hopefully it'll be a good one. It's probably going to be the final start of the season for Luis Castillo. Hopefully he can help the Reds bring. And, of course, the lineup's got to do its job too. So we'll see what happens there. The Brewers do clinch the second wild card spot last night with the win. So the NL playoff picture is complete. You have... The Dodgers coming out of the West, the Braves coming out of the East, and the Cardinals will maybe, there's still a little bit of doubt there between the Cardinals and the Brewers, but as of right now, the Cardinals are winning the Central with the two wildcard teams being the Nationals and the Brewers. And really the Brewers, and just for a moment, I won't go too crazy with this, but I'm impressed with the Brewers. They lost Christian Yelich to that awful kneecap injury that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Dude, in case you hadn't seen it, it was a couple, you know, it was a little while ago. He hits a foul ball off his knee, straight from his bat to his knee, and just immediately buckles down to the ground. It's very painful. There's videos out there if you have not seen it. Um, I don't know that I would necessarily encourage you to check it out. It's, it's one of those that when I watched the video myself, I kind of, you know, clutched my knee. I was like, oof, that, that hurts. But they have rallied as a team, and it's awesome to see. I'm going to be pulling for them in the postseason. But anyway, back to the good guys, back to our team. I saw an article in the Cincinnati Magazine that Chad Dotson, our buddy over at Red Leg Nation Radio, wrote talking about some ideas for the offseason. I want to take a look at that and then also keep talking about Marty here on the last day of his broadcasting career. But first, let's talk about some socks. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. With every pair purchased, a pair is donated. Go to bombas.com slash locked to get 20% off your first purchase today. That's bombas.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. I tell you, getting a ticket to an event right now, You've got a lot of options. There are some great options out there to get a ticket to a Reds game, a concert. I mean, for me, I love the fact that you can go to Vivid Seats. Download the Vivid Seats app, and they have a rewards program. That's something that no one else is doing right now. For your concert tickets, for your game tickets, check out Vivid Seats today, and I'll tell you what you need to do. You download the Vivid Seats app, and you enter promo code POSTSEASON. That's all one word, P-O-S-T-S-E-A-S-O-N, and you're going to receive up to $100 off your first order. Here's the deal with Vivid Seats. Whenever you download and 
d- create your profile, you're going to be automatically enrolled in their rewards program. It's not something you have to purchase. There's no annual fee. It's not anything like that. And you get a percentage back for every ticket purchase that you make. And that reward can go to, you know, free tickets in the future. So not only do you get some nice prices on some events that you're looking for, but you also get the ability to have a free event in the future. Check out Vivid Seats with a promo code POSTSEASON. Also want to thank today's sponsor for the Lockdown Reds podcast, Blue Chew. We've mentioned Blue Chew before on the Locked On Reds podcast episodes. What I always tell everyone is it works fast. And you know the promo code. Just go to bluechew.com. That's B-L-U-E chew.com and enter promo code MLB. You're going to get your first order free. You just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew is a chewable with the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. But it works faster because it's a chewable. And the way that you get it, you just go to bluechew.com. You fill out a questionnaire, talk to a pharmacist there on the website. There's no awkward in-person doctor visits. You're not going to CVS and standing in a line or anything like that. No, no. You just go to bluechew.com. And if it's your first order, enter promo code MLB to get that first order free. They're going to ship it to you in a discreet packaging. And so you will be ready whenever you need it. Bluechew.com, enter promo code MLB. Bluechew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Reds podcast. Chad Dotson wrote an article in Cincinnati Magazine talking about some ideas for the offseason. And that is obviously going to be a very big theme here on the podcast as the offseason nears. And it's going to be a very, very important offseason. And as he mentions, the most important offseason, probably, hopefully, the most exciting offseason since Ken Griffey Jr. came to town. But with that being said, there's going to be all kinds of plans and angles and things of that nature. And real quick, I mean, what he says is nothing that I haven't told you a hundred times over that the Reds need to be all in. But he mentioned the idea that they could re-sign, hopefully on the cheap, Alex Wood and trade Trevor Bauer with a package of other players for a young, controllable bat. Now, I'm not sure actually what that would look like, because as I said, I believe he's at the low end of his value right now. I'm not sure what you would get out of him. But if you do pe- uh, you know, put together a couple of other players in there with that deal, yeah, who knows? Maybe they could entice the Yankees to trade Clint Frazier or something of that nature. That's kind of the deal I think he was envisioning. He didn't give a specific idea of a trade, just necessarily saying, that Trevor Bauer could be packaged together with some other pieces. And I'd be intrigued. I don't know exactly what that kind of a trade would look like. And to be honest with you, we would never know what the turned down ideas from the Reds front office would be. I still think they probably end up with Bauer on the opening day roster. And I I do think Bauer's going to bounce back just fine. I don't think he's going to be a guy that pitches an ERA close to six like he has since coming over from the Indians. I think he's going to be just okay. But on the same token, if you can trade him for a controllable bat and get Alex Wood 
back to bolster the rotation while you make that trade, that's a that's a pretty savvy move. And that is exactly what the Reds need to do this offseason is they need to do some savvy moves. And we're going to talk way more about that, so I don't want to get crazy into detail there. But definitely check it out. It's at CincinnatiMagazine.com, Chad Dotson's most recent article talking about a rock-solid offseason plan. And real quick, uh, with this, with today being the last day of his call, there's, you know, there's a lot of things going around. Everyone's like, well, what's your favorite call? What's your favorite Marty call? Mine's Clinchmas, 2010, when Jay Bruce hit the home run to clinch the NL Central Division. I was actually at the ballpark, so I didn't hear it real time, but that was one of the first things that I looked for whenever I got home. I wanted to hear what Marty said whenever it happened. And that's just kind of one of those things. You want to hear Marty's take. And Mo Egger had a brilliant point about Marty. There's all kinds of takes coming in, emotional, feel good, all that kind of stuff. And Mar- you know, Marty is the kind of guy that just tells it like it is. And Mo really hits on that on his piece in The Athletic and also on his show yesterday. He mentions that with him leaving, that's just one more voice that the listener will not have that they can rely on to be absolutely candid. They won't, he won't be filtering his message based on what the team wants him to say. He won't be filtering his message based on, you know, what he is afraid social media will react to. And there's many, many examples of that. I mean, most of us can conjure up something that conjure up a memory of something that Marty said, probably most likely about Joey Votto, or another player that was struggling at the time, he he very he's very frank with what he thinks whenever he sees it, and whether or not he's right or wrong is not the issue. Like if all you did was listen to somebody who you agreed with your entire life, then that would just be weird. But at the same token, you know that you were getting his honest general or his honest genuine thought about what is going on, <laughs> and. Thankfully, for us Reds fans, we have a plethora of kind of funny takes or funny stories or things of that nature from Marty. And I just wanted to bring this one up because I know most of you probably remember this, but it's worth uh, revisiting. What is going on in right field? There's like seven or eight balls coming in here. Well, I take that back. There's about 40 balls coming in There are balls coming from all over the place. Left field, center field, right field. Upper deck. See, this this is the kind of thing, quite honestly, right now that makes you want to see the Chicago Cubs team lose. Among all baseball fans, and I can't attest, attest to the Yankees or the Red Sox because we don't see them with any degree of regularity unless it's interleague play. But far and away, the most obnoxious fans in baseball in this league are those who follow this team right here. They're throwing... 15 or 18 balls onto the field. There's absolutely no excuse for that. And that is so typical of Chicago Cub fans. It's unbelievable. You know, I can understand throwing a ball back that's a home run ball, but you don't throw 18 balls out onto the field. That's stupid. You know, throwing the ball back, that's great. And that's a Chicago Cub tradition that other people have copied around baseball, and I think that's fine. But, I mean, there are people throwing balls in the, on the field from left field. Exactly. That ball went in the streets in right field. No, it's, it's ridiculous. It really is. 
Here's Encarnacion and the first pitch is taken outside a ball. You simply root against them. Now, you know, I've said all winter, they talk about this team winning the division, and my comment is they won't win it because at the end of the day, they still are the Chicago Cubs. And they will figure out a way to screw this whole thing up. Here's a foul ball back, and the count's one and one. And then they'll have no one to boo but themselves. Well, they never blame themselves. <laughs> they blame that goat. Blame that old <laughs> billy goat. I tell you what, anybody blame a goat for that long a loser? That's silly. Think so? I know so. <laughs> you gotta love that call. That that's back from 2008. In case you don't remember that, that's that's actually before the existence of Twitter. And I think if Twitter had existed back then, it probably would have broke Twitter. All of the reactions that would have come in from both Reds fans and Cubs fans, and then. Cubs fans fighting with Reds fans, and then Reds fans fighting with Cubs fans, and actually that would have been really funny to watch, really. But oh man, just you know that what you get—he really believes what he's saying is—it's not fake, and that's something that you know me doing a podcast, whatever. I appreciate you guys listening so much. I hope that you think that I am giving you an unfiltered opinion because I am. I hope that you don't think that I'm some kind of like yes man or shill for the team because I do tend to be a lot more positive than most. That's just my nature. I'm a positive guy. And I've been negative too, but uh, I want to be honest. I want to follow Marty's example. And that's something that I can you know, I can I can think back and say, you know, whenever I first even thought of the idea of talking about the Reds, um, some kind of audio form. When I was a kid, there was no such thing as podcast, so I can't say that I always dreamed of having a Reds podcast, but dreamed of uh, being the announcer on the radio or on television. That started with Marty. That He was the first person that really presented the idea of me of covering sports. And for him, for that, I thank him so much. And I hope one day I, uh, I, you know, all the different guests that I've been able to talk to on this podcast so far and planning on getting more this off season. I don't know how, but I'd love to talk to him on the podcast too. I think that would be, that would be a highlight for me. Just, oh man, probably a highlight of life. But anyway, I, I'm going to miss him. And I did get a response from the question that I posed for you on the Lockdown Reds line. I want to get to that right now. Uh, this is Greg from uh, Annapolis, Maryland. Did want to respond to your uh, inquiry about favorite Marty moment. And um, besides going out to my car in 1990 to listen to the, uh, uh, the final couple uh, innings, of uh, Marty making the uh, the call for the World Series win. Um, actually, it took it took place this year, with uh, my son and I were able to find a hotel whenever the uh, Reds came into D.C. and um, I was able to talk to Marty about five to ten minutes uh, and Amanda, and uh, we we just discussed his legacy with the Cincinnati Reds. And the one great thing is I was able to thank him because he truly taught me baseball 
uh, over uh, the radio. I would pull out my uh, my transistor radio at night and pull in WLW from uh, about the time uh, I started watching baseball and listening to baseball on um, 1974, and, and the team was always on on uh, ABC or NBC game of the week. So I was able to build my love for the Reds. But when I couldn't see them, I could always pull in Marty and also Joe and listen to it. So I went down there just as a way to thank Marty for everything he had done and to say goodbye to the actual last link of the Big Red Machine of 1975-76. So anyway, take care, Jeff. Uh, Enjoy. The podcast, as I said, I took it down to uh, Disney World when I was uh, stuck in some lines and my wife and daughter were doing something else and you kept me entertained while I was waiting for Space Mountain and and, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster and all those other fun rides. Take care, Jeff. Thanks for the call, Greg. Appreciate it. I think we can call you a recurring caller now. Appreciate that. And um, that's an excellent idea. Next time I'm at an amusement park or something, I have a podcast ready for the line because sometimes those lines get a little long. And I appreciate your memory, like going down and uh, wanting to hear his call on the 90 World Series. That's probably one of the bigger regrets as a fan of the Reds. Uh, I, I was just a baby whenever that happened. And it was something that I was always kind of wanting to see. Like, I mean, obviously one of the reasons clinchmas is my favorite call that he's had is that's the biggest, kind of, kind of the biggest uh, win, the biggest. And this one belongs to the Reds call that I can think of whenever, you know, during my really locked in, um, days as a Reds fan, and I always wanted to hear him say that uh, that for like the World Series and this and the whatever World Series belongs to the Reds. It's gonna be a bummer that I'm not gonna get that chance, and hopefully they can win it this next coming year. But it won't be called by Marty, and that's a bit of a bummer. But uh, overall, just nothing but good memories for me from Marty and I know here these last couple of years have really tuned more into television games or been going down to the ballpark a lot. So I haven't listened to the radio broadcast with any sort of regularity. I know there's some folks that almost make a point to do that over watching the television game. I just prefer to see it and all that different stuff. And I, you know, whatever, call me a millennial for that. I guess you can. I technically am. So yeah, whatever. But um, I I do appreciate the call, Greg. Thanks so much. And uh, you're probably listening to this. Hopefully you caught this right before the game. And, uh, man, I'm just – it's going to be emotional. It's going to be an emotional time. So thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We went a little long just kind of talking about Marty. But this will be the last game that he gets to call here on Thursday. Who knows, maybe he comes back and does like a cameo or something. But he has said that he will not do that. And i got to believe that he's not lying. So we're going to take this as his last one. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. I'm definitely going to be listening to it. We'll talk about it with Drew Cook tomorrow. Drew Cook from the Blog Red Machine will join the show. We'll talk about Marty. We'll talk about the offseason. You're not going to want to miss it. I always have a lot of fun talking with Drew. Definitely want to tune into that. 
And the best way to catch that episode is to make sure that you're subscribed. If you have not done so, click that button. You get each and every episode each and every day. You don't have to click the download button. Being subscribed means that that automatically happens. Technology is awesome. Also, check us out on Twitter at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And give us a call on the Locked On Reds line, 513-549-0159. We're going to have those lines hot and ready to – I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, want to hear a lot of calls from you this offseason. It's going to be busy. Going to be lots to talk about. Thanks so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.